Welcome to the Traveling Yogi Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna, of Brianna Danielle Yoga. Awesome. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we are at Magic Rock? Magnific Rock. Magnific Rock in Nicaragua near Papoyo. Um, yeah. I'm with Lauren Rudick. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Lauren. I'm an international yoga teacher. I'm the founder and director of Yoga Academy International, which is a school to raise the standard of education in yoga. And our philosophy is bring people into amazing places in nature, deliver the best yoga education we possibly can, and surround each other with a loving, beautiful, vibrant community. So that's my yoga school. And then uh, otherwise, I like to surf and snowboard. And I personally teach yoga all around the world. I lead yoga retreats. And I have a cute dog, and he travels with me. And I love photography and writing. And yeah, that's that's it. I think that's that's it. Great <laughs> intro. Thanks. Yeah, basically, I don't know if I told you. Um, it's my show goes. Um, I interview about how you started yoga, how you started traveling, and what you do to combine both of them. Oh, so you can start wherever you want. Whatever came first, really, traveling or yoga? Uh, I think yoga came first. I started yoga when I was eighteen. I was in university and my no that's not true I was in college in my first year which we have where I'm from we have college and then university it's a bit of a different system and uh, I wanted to join a gym because I was just feeling sluggish and my body started changing you know as you get older and I joined a gym and I saw this class on the schedule at the gym that said yoga and I didn't know what yoga was but I was like oh it must be like a workout a gym exercise because it's at the gym schedule so I'll try this thing and I went and I just fell in love with it it was beautiful. I just loved the practice. I loved the class. Um, I loved the way I felt. I loved the way I moved. I loved the way my body started looking after practicing a lot of yoga. Um, and so I, I did that one class the one time, and then I ended up practicing like three times a week. And I noticed that my marks in school went up. I felt like I wanted to be a nicer person. I was definitely happier, more grounded. I started playing with meditation a little tiny bit, but not really. Uh, and yeah, it just kind of changed my life. So that's how I started yoga. The first time I went traveling really was a backpacking trip with my very first boyfriend one summer in college, and it was really fun. And I had always planned to travel again. I loved traveling. I loved backpacking. I loved being on the road. But I didn't know that women could travel alone. I didn't think it was safe. I didn't think it was okay. It wasn't what good girls do. <laughs> and then at the end of university, I got dumped really hard and I was very heartbroken and my yoga teacher in Canada saw me crying in her yoga class and asked me what was wrong and I told her like oh my boyfriend broke up with me and she's like why don't you go be a yoga teacher and I was like that's not a thing people don't become yoga teachers and she was like well I'm a yoga teacher and this was 10 years ago before everybody and their sister was a yoga teacher uh, so she's like well I'm a yoga teacher and I was like oh that doesn't really count like you just do it for fun like it's not your real job and she's like, Lauren, you love yoga and you're good at it. Go be a yoga teacher. So I literally typed into Google how to be a yoga teacher. And I found out about 200-hour trainings and that there were some trainings abroad. And I just found this place in Mexico. And it was intense on the beach. There was no Wi-Fi, no phone, no electricity. And I was like, this is the one. Like, this is it. I just knew. I saw it and I just knew. And I went 
it's called the Andara Yoga Institute, and I did this yoga teacher training there, and it completely changed my life. Uh, I was introduced to the philosophies of yoga that I'd never heard of before, the music, kirtan of yoga, and anatomy, and the poses, and the lifestyle. I just ate it up. I just loved it. But the coolest thing, I think, about being there was that I was surrounded by other women who were older than me. I was the second youngest person in the training. The youngest person was Kezia, who is one of my co-teachers now for my school. And, uh, you know, it was just really inspiring to see all these women who were really independent and traveling by themselves and most of them were still single and I am married and I was like wow this is possible you can do this so I ended up extending my stay in Mexico for two weeks I was terrified I cried the whole time the first night by myself and I ended up meeting other travelers thank you I ended up meeting other travelers and um I was sort of taken under the wing by this group of surfers I'd never even met surfers before I'd never seen surfing in real life and they invited me to live with them on the beach and I was like I can't live with you guys on the beach like that's crazy I'm a girl by myself you're like four dudes I don't know you and they're like no it's cool like we come into town once a week to do our laundry and and call our moms or like email our moms that was back in the day when we didn't have (laughs) smartphones you know so if if you wanted to like call home or email home you had to find like an internet cafe or something it's kind of weird I remember when I was traveling like emailing my mom once a week going to a cafe (laughs) and emailing my mom once a week and uh they were like, look, let's hang out tonight, and if you feel comfortable tomorrow, you can join us on the beach. We're not going to leave till tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So I hung up out with them that night, and they were just so nice, and they just really took good care of me, took me under their wing. They were like, if you want to leave at any point, let us know. One of us will walk you home. We don't want you to walk home alone. It's Mexico. We just want to make sure you feel comfortable and safe, and they were just great. And so I said yes to living on the beach with them, and the next day... We went and they gave me my own tent and sleeping bag and they had bought a van when they were there so I had a space that was all mine and we walked down to the we drove down to the beach and there was a big swell and as soon as we got there they just like opened the doors and started stripping off their clothes and running into the ocean and it was sunset I'd never seen surfing in real life and honestly it was just the most romantic and beautiful moment and I was sitting completely by myself and it was just so gorgeous to watch like the silhouette of these men surfing against like a pink sky and a super blue ocean and I think at that moment I just kind of fell in love with like being on my own and surf lifestyle I had never surfed before but just like surf lifestyle and beach and trusting my intuition and trusting that it's it's okay to chart your own path as long as you're you know authentic and true to you so that changed my life and then I ended up traveling through Mexico for another week all around and that was really really awesome I met up with some friends there and did that and then I had gone to an internet cafe one day and I applied to every international job I could find because I just wanted to keep traveling mm-hmm. and I got home to Montreal and I had job opportunities suddenly and I left five days later for two years and I traveled around the world by myself for two years just with a backpack, like 23 countries um, all over. I lived in China, Australia. Um, I did a a summer for four months in Alaska on a cruise ship. I did a cruise ship contract in the Caribbean. Visited all kinds of countries in between. I lived in Italy as well, and and just it was amazing. Like, I just was taking on the world kind of on my own. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started traveling. What are some of the other jobs that you did? Uh, Okay, so I was like a hostess on the cruise ships. 
I was a nanny in Italy. I taught English in China and had a side gig modeling, which was Ooh, so weird. Okay. So weird. Um, yeah, those were the main jobs, was cruise ships, nannying, and teaching English. And then everywhere I was, I taught yoga just for fun. And every time I taught yoga, I felt like the best of myself, and people responded really well to my teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I should do more of this. If I like who I am when I'm doing this, and people like me when I'm doing this, I should do more of this. Um, and so anyway, the way yoga and travel came about together was a couple of years later, I moved back to Montreal and I started teaching yoga full time and I wasn't happy. I didn't like the schedule. I was, you know, busting my butt teaching 15 classes a week and not feeling like I was making enough money to support myself. And all I wanted to do was go traveling, but I felt stuck because I wasn't making enough money to save up. And then here was this thing that I really loved yoga. And I was becoming resentful of it because I made it my job and it wasn't supporting me. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was reading a magazine. It was actually a yoga journal. And there was a photo of a yoga teacher called Catherine Budig. And she was naked in a yoga pose. And it was so inspiring to me. I just thought this photo was like completely gorgeous. And so I Googled her and I saw that she had a list of locations on her website and dates. And I was like, what is this? So I started clicking around and I saw she was doing yoga retreats. And I was like, what, like yoga and travel is a thing? I've (laughs) got to do this thing. And I just realized like I have all the skill set. I speak a lot of languages. I was a hostess before. I've traveled to a lot of different places and in a lot of different styles from like backpack to super luxurious. I had been an event planner at one point. And so like I had a skill set and then yoga and I had the skill set I needed to start running yoga retreats and kind of just went for it. And I, started emulating the careers of the big yogis out there. So it was before Instagram, but they all had Facebook pages. So I made a Facebook page. They had newsletters. I started doing newsletters. They were in media. So I started calling newspapers and saying, hey, I'm an international yoga teacher. Like, you should do a story on me. I started calling festivals and asking to work for them. And I just did everything I could, gave my time away, called everybody I I knew, um, and cold called every media outlet, newspaper, news station ever to just try to build some hype around me which created a brand of who I am Lauren Reddick and then when Instagram started I started doing Instagram and that built quite well and I had a following and suddenly then I had an international audience of people who were like ready to follow me somewhere and so I, I did yoga retreats and my actual my very first yoga retreat was here in Nicaragua yeah way uh, at a place called Madeira's village it was like six years ago I guess and yeah, and that was the start of it. How'd you plan it? I was actually hired by a company to do that one, but I had reached out to like every yoga retreat company ever to try to do a yoga retreat. Uh, and they said yes, so I did it with them. They planned everything, I just had to show up. And how, how did you feel about like doing it like that? Um, I don't want to get too much into that story really, but it was really good for my first yoga retreat to have it be planned for me. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of yoga teachers who don't have the skill set of like planning and organizing, it's a really great way to do it. Now for me, I mean, you've been on one of my yoga experiences. Yeah, it's amazing. Thanks. Uh, I'm pretty particular with the vision and the execution of it. And I like to kind of, control is like a dangerous word in the yoga world, but <laughs> I like to have control over- The curate. The cu- yeah, I like to curate and have, and have my vision be executed the way I would like it. And so if I'm a guest on someone else's yoga retreat at this point, for me to bring my own clients or my own students is weird because it might not be my vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's like their people, their clients, their students, and they're like, can you come and teach this? I'm like, sure. But if I'm bringing my own 
my own crew of students, I like, you know, they trust me. Yeah, we're like expecting you, not like right. And so it has to be like my vision, otherwise, um, otherwise they might get disappointed. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a very loyal following now, which is amazing, and I have a a crew of people that come on my yoga retreats like anywhere in the world, and they trust me. You know, one of my students said, Lauren, one of the things I love about your yoga retreats is all I have to do is get the plane ticket and show up, and then you do everything. And that's true. I do. And you, I mean, you had that experience in Nicaragua. Yeah, it was amazing. I actually, the, the 10 interviews that are probably going to be before this one are all um, everyone from our yoga retreat. And uh, everyone, oh, cool. Yeah, we all like talked about how awesome it was. <laughs> Really? Yeah, everyone loved it. <laughs> oh, I'm so touched. Really, thank you so much. Yeah, no, like it, it was brought up in like every single interview. <laughs> really? Wow, thank you. Yeah, so I just think that I have to like execute the vision, and people trust me now. Mm-hmm. And so they should like 100% go with Lauren. She's amazing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so people trust me, and so I just need to make sure that it's up to my standard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody expects there's gonna be great food because everyone knows I love to eat. Oh my god, the food! The food is so good. Oh, we could have a whole podcast about the food. <laughs> the cookbook is coming. Oh. Yes, yes, the there cookbook is, is coming. Cookbook. Everyone, look out for it. Yeah. So, so now at this point, like, if I'm a guest on someone else's retreat, I'm happy to do it if it's their clients. But mm-hmm. to bring my own clients, I think that it has to be my vision. Like, I have this following of people that will literally every year they're like, "Where's the retreat this year?" And they followed me already to Costa Rica and Bali, and now we're going to Morocco. And so I have to make sure that they have an expectation and I can meet that expectation. Mm, I got to get on one of your yoga retreats. Come to Morocco. Oh my gosh, I wish. I should. Maybe I'll make it happen. We'll talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So basically how you combine the two is just through your retreats and your trainings, right? Basically, yeah. And now because I've built an Instagram following and I really love photography, I do social media travel blogging as well. So I'm here right now at Magnific Rock doing an exchange with them. I'm taking professional photos for them and promoting them in my own social media feeds in exchange for a stay. And so I do that in between trainings. And this place is fucking amazing. It's pretty beautiful here. It's ridiculous that I get to wake up to this every morning. You can't see it, those of you who are listening, but (laughs) my bed basically is overlooking a 180 degree view of the ocean. yeah, there's, like, glass all around her bed, and we're just, like, staring down a hill at the beach, and it's amazing. It's so beautiful. It's kind of shocking. Like, sometimes I forget that this is my life, and then I go back to Canada, and I'm like, whoa, I'm so blessed. I'm <laughs> so fortunate <laughs> that this has happened. And you get to bring Tonto everywhere. And I get to bring Tonto. He's passed the fuck out over there. <laughs> there he is. Hi, T. Aw, I'm so happy to see you guys. I'm happy to see you. Okay, okay, so... Let me get more information out of you. Okay. Um, <laughs> when you are scouting for retreat locations and everything and, like, planning your retreats, like, what is your formula? How do you do it? Well, first of all, I don't like to do retreat site unseen. So as much as possible, I like to go visit a place and experience staying there and eat the food <laughs> and see the yoga space because pictures don't always give a very clear view of what things look like. I mean, I did a retreat site unseen somewhere. And I was really disappointed when I got to the location. And my students were happy enough, but I was sad. I was like, this is not my vision. Yeah. You know, the photos looked really different from the actual space. And I was, I was butthurt. I was a little bit brokenhearted <laughs> about it. Uh, so if I'm planning a retreat, the question was, what do, what do I look for in a space? Yeah, like just the whole, what's your whole process? Well, so I try to go and visit. And first of all, I reach out. So I'm like, okay, where do I want to go? That's the first question. It's like, if I could plan the most fabulous vacation anywhere in the world and include yoga, where would it be? And then I think about that. 
and then I research I'd literally type in like that location like let's say Morocco and yoga and see what comes up and then I look into other retreats that have been there I look into prices I look into venues and then I'll call all the venues and see if I can visit and usually the people who let me visit make a short list because if the location I'm going to go to is not accommodating and open then they're not going to be easy to work with mm. so Another really great example is, is Playa Maderas, right? Where we do our yoga teacher trainings now, where Yoga Academy's home base is. I knew that I wanted to move to Nicaragua from Costa Rica because it was safer, because it was more expansive in terms of like the beaches. They're just much more immersive in nature and like there's less people and I knew it would have kind of more of what we wanted. Uh, so I reached out to like probably a dozen, I literally Googled like yoga Nicaragua. I reached out to like a dozen places and then six of them said, okay, come visit. And those six made a short list. I planned a trip to Nicaragua to visit all of them. And the place that we're at now in Playa Maderas, like the owners were so incredibly accommodating. They're like, yep, come on in, bring as many friends as you want. We get there, they had a fridge stocked full of food for us, full of beer. And we're like, we're gonna but it's fine. <laughs> like full of food, full of beer. They hired us a private chef for three days, Husta, who cooked for us at our retreat. They hired Husta for three days to cook for us. So we had three meals a day cooked for us. They like took us all around. I was like, these people are amazing. They're so incredibly accommodating and so incredibly generous. They're definitely going to be easy to work with. So that's something I look for too. If someone is generous with their time and generous with their accommodations, I know that they're going to be easy to work with. And, you know, my retreats are pretty particular because it's always my vision. And so often I like to change little things, whether it's changing an itinerary or changing a meal and so again, you want to find someone that's accommodating to that. Mm -hmm. And I knew as soon as I met Ricardo, who's like the owner of the villas, as soon as I met him, I was like, yes, like, I love you as a person. I can, I feel how easily we can work together and, and grow together. So that's something I look for is spaces that match my vision, where the staff is accommodating, where the food is amazing. I love food. <laughs> the food is amazing. And then that the yoga spaces feels like safe and calming. Have you ever walked into a yoga studio and be like, Bleh. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I want to walk into the yoga studio and be like, ah, it feels nice. Mm -hmm. So that's what I look for. Yeah, you need good vibes to have a good yoga retreat. Absolutely, and a lot of teachers take it for granted. They think it's enough to just say like, we're going to Costa Rica. It's like, but if you've never been there and you've never seen the hotel, you don't know. Yeah, I actually, I remember I went on a yoga retreat once, and it was an amazing yoga retreat, and everyone had a great time, but I do remember a couple of the people on it were saying how um, they expected more out of the space itself, and like the yoga space that we were doing yoga in was more like a conference room, and it kind of felt like a conference room. Bummer. Yeah. Like the yoga classes were amazing, the teacher was great, everything was amazing, but like that kind of, yeah, like not having a great space yeah, definitely brought it down a little bit. It's also like a reflection of who you are as a teacher. And so I know that if I go to a space and my brand is very clear, right? My brand is about like traveling, being authentically yourself, getting out of your comfort zone, being truthful to who you are and finding adventure. Like that's really what it's about. And so my retreats need to speak to that. And if we go to a space that doesn't feel that way, like a Marriott hotel, for example, yeah. it's completely generic. My my yogis who come are going to be disappointed because they expect something special from me. They expect something different. And that's what my like Instagram feed speaks to. It's like, oh, you haven't seen this place before. You haven't done this thing before. And so that's what they expect when they come on a retreat is like a unique experience. 
They expect that lore and runic magic. Thanks. Which is fun for me to curate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing. I'm totally addicted. I'm going to start following you around. Thanks. Hashtag not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a cult. Definitely not a cult. <laughs> I might get your logo tattooed with my foot, but still not a cult. I would be so incredibly honored I'm and totally, flattered. I totally am. Like, I'm totally flattered. You'd be the first one. Yeah. Someone once got a temporary tattoo of, of the Yoga Academy sign. I think once people start doing it, then you might be a cult. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just not. Kidding. I'm not making people do it. No, you're right. That'd be so. Just like you're in the club. You're extra in the no, club. No, imagine though, like you're at a yoga tree, and then one night you wake up in the dark. Everyone's holding you down and like tattooing you. It's happened. I've seen it on Instagram. Like some yoga retreats, all the yogis go together and get tattoos. Oh, okay. Which is like nice if you think about it. But I mean, also the peer pressure you probably get. That is definitely up into so it. much peer pressure, and you get home and you're like, mm, I think I just joined a yoga cult. Yeah, I just like tattooed Tweety Bird on my ankle. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would ever get a peer pressure tattoo. Although maybe I would if I was peer pressure. I mean, think about our group that was at the last teacher training. I know you're the right. seven. We're how many? We were ten women. There's, yeah, we were like just such an incredible cohesive group. If we mm-hmm. all were like, let's all get tattoos, we almost did. I, I almost convinced night. you. You're right. I was like, I'm gonna do it. You all should come with. I'm really like, let's go. Like I think at least if six there was of us, a tattoo artist there, we, we all, all would have done it. it. Yeah. Just the hashtag medical. Hashtag medical. The pure hashtag. But I think that I think that it would have happened because of the moment, right? Yeah, definitely. And maybe that's not something I would regret because that last evening of that training that was, was magic. Can we just talk about the fact that we run into the ocean, just expecting that to be like the amazing part? Like we all just run into the ocean, and then the fucking water was bioluminescent. Yeah, there was phosphorescence that in the was water. Crazy. It was super cool. That was, was like the best cool. shit ever. It was amazing. That group and that party and everything about that last chakra vinyasa training was magical I know. that night that we were on the beach had the bonfire looking oh. at the stars and we all like were massaging each other it was just so beautiful yeah we all were laying in each other's laps we played the haha game i don't know if anyone knows what that is <laughs> <Try to explain. laughs> but yeah i mean it was just a magical moment and i don't know how it came to be that you know, the 10 of us came together we were meant in that to be train, friends, but yeah. it was incredible. It was mm-hmm. so magical. I love all of you guys so much. And I'm so excited, too, because I got to interview almost all of you. So whoever is, like, listening, probably you you know all these girls I'm talking, we're talking about. Oh, that's like, really You've listened cool. to all the women, yeah. So cool. Right? Way to go, Brianna. I know. Content creator. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I actually figured out how to post podcasts. I just have to start editing them. Great! I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm excited for you. This is so cool. Um, yeah, so do you want to say anything else? I mean, do you have any more questions for me? I never really have questions. Ask me anything you want. Oh, okay, shit. I, I don't really prepared. know what to say. I should have prepared. It's okay. <laughs> I wasn't even sure if you are going to be here. <laughs> I was like, Lord's staying here. Let me just stop I actually by. completely forgot that you were coming by, and I was so surprised. I was, like, braiding my hair when you walked in. <laughs> oh, hi. I literally just walked into her room. Like, I came to her fucking hotel and just walked into her room. I mean, the door was open. It's, it's okay. true. It's true. Yeah, the guy was like, yeah, she's upstairs. Just go find her. I was like, awesome. <laughs> so glad they're just, like, letting strangers in. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> I was like, well, I walked in. I was like, I'm friends with Lauren. And the guy was like, I'm friends with Lauren. She's upstairs. Oh, you must have bumped into Andrew. I guess so. Oh, and the br- black hair guy. Yeah, black okay. hair guy. I thought you meant the reception. The guy at the reception. Oh, no, no. It was the black hair guy. Oh, and I told That's the guy who I totally flashed when the wind came up. Oh, he would have been so excited. I think he was, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
basically, let me ask you all your shit. What's coming up for you? Where can we find you? Okay, you can find me on Instagram at Lauren Ruddick. It's spelled Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N. My last name is spelled like Are You Dick. No one will forget it. <laughs> I know, right? That's to great. go through high school with that. So, <laughs> Lauren Ruddick at uh, I was going to give everybody my email address. <laughs> at Lauren Ruddick on Instagram, where you can find me on Facebook at Lauren Ruddick Yoga. My website is laurenruddick.com. Or if you're interested in coming on an amazing yoga journey, if you want to be a yoga teacher, if you would like to continue your education as a yoga teacher, check out Yoga Academy International. We're on Instagram, Facebook, on the intraweb, Yoga Academy International. And yeah, what we have coming up is a lot. Um, we have 200-hour teacher trainings. We're doing four of them a year. We have chakra vinyasa training happening. We have a kids yoga teacher training, a yin teacher training coming up. I have a yoga retreat in Morocco coming up. Do we and know when the yin one is? No, not yet. I want to go to that. That's what I'm asking. I'll probably be there, guys. Yeah, let me know. I'll, I'll figure out the dates with you. And then, uh, yeah, I'm teaching workshops in Norway and then in Denmark and in Muskoka at, in Toronto at the Muskoka Yoga Festival. Oh, and we're going to be at the Toronto Yoga Show this year. So that's what we got going on. It's a lot. Awesome. Yeah, so there's lots of places to find her. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you already know how highly everyone thinks of the Chakra Vinyasa training. So, so nice. 100, it's, when's the next one? It's in December, right? December 2019. 100% get your ass there. It's amazing. <laughs> thanks, Brie. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my show. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for walking into my room and putting me on the show. <laughs> yeah, I literally walked in, set up my laptop. Like, hey, what's up? I love it. I love you. I love you too. Let's How did we both end up here? Also, isn't that crazy? Oh, life's just too good sometimes. Yeah. Like this is literally three hours from where we were, or I don't know. It's just not. It's not, not where we far. started. Yeah, not where we started. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. This Funnest podcast fun. ever. Thank you. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna end it. Cool. Thanks for listening to the Traveling Yogi podcast. If you wanted to join us on that Yin yoga teacher training that Lauren and I were talking about. She has decided it is next April in Morocco. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. You should help Lauren. She knows more about it than me, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, you can shop at Woven Threads. It is a sustainable clothing company. They make yoga clothes and bathing suits. And they're really cute. I own a bunch myself. And it's made out of um, recycled plastic water bottles. And if you use the code Brianna, B-R-Y-A-N-N-A, you get 20% off. And I get a little bit of commission from your sale. Also, you can support me through ordering some of the vegan, naturally-based hair products that I started to sell. So you can go over to my Instagram, or I'll put a link in the bio of this in the show notes. I'll put a link, and you could take you could fill out my hair consultation, and I'll reach out to you and get you the perfect hair care products for your hair. And they're amazing, and it really helps me out, and it helps me keep the show going. So I love you. Thank you for listening, and remember to be kind to yourself, be kind to the universe. And be kind to all life everywhere. Namaste.